Lighthouse Live is pre-recorded before a live audience. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. And good evening to you, Pastor Mike Douglas here. Welcome to Lighthouse Live. Special welcome to those of you joining us around the world via the Lighthouse Live Podcasting International Network. Great to have you with us. And, uh, of course, our uh, cast of characters here. Uh, you know, Paul says, I'm the chief of sinners. I'll admit to being the chief of characters, I guess. Huh? There you go. <laughs> with us, of course, Elaine Harlan, our producer and uh, co-host, of course, our faithful prayer intercessor, the inimitable Mr. Owl. And uh, standing by as well, our uh, our faithful Energizer Bunny, Big John, uh, with us, and special guests from the Society from the Han- yes. for the Handicapped, and also GMS Medals, and we're going to be talking about a dynamic project uh, that has just really rolled out in the past couple of months, and because of it, a lot of folks who would not otherwise be able to get out of their homes, and uh, I was going to say enjoy triple digits, uh, you know, that, that's, that's, something uh, wrong with that. Yeah, there's something wrong with that. But they can enjoy the weather right now. But folks yes. who could not normally get out of their homes now have the opportunity to be able to uh, go outside. And, uh, friends, this is a tremendous blessing to the community, and it's a partnership between Advancing Vibrant Communities and GMS Metals and the Society for the Handicapped. We'll be talking to you more about that in just a few minutes. Right now, though, let's check in with our friend Brad Dacus and the Pacific Justice Institute. It's time for The Legal Edge, a look at your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. And now, with a look at what's happening on the legal front, the president of the Pacific Justice Institute, Brad Dacus. The Parents' Right to Know initiative will be on the California ballot again this November. Now, Proposition 85 would require, in most cases, that parents be notified when their minor daughter seeks an abortion. This measure is a common-sense measure which protects lives and families and deserves the support of churches. Pacific Justice Institute's free booklet, Church and Politics, explains the legal rights of churches to participate in the political process, like advocating for the passage of Proposition 85. To order a free copy for your church, just go to our website at pacificjustice.org. I'm Brad Dacus. To find out more about The Legal Edge, call 916-857-6900 or log on at pacificjustice.org. Or you can make that call toll-free at one 9129 That's one 9129 Again, our good friend Brad Dacus and the Pacific Justice Institute. And, uh, Elaine, you know, one of the uh, neat things that we have the privilege of doing here is, is gathering together and mm-hmm. praying or yes. worshiping or having a radio program really without fear. That's right. We're you know? blessed. And there are so many places around the world 
where that type of dynamic is not enjoyed, where uh, pastors and people in churches really have to uh, have to hide or face persecution. And so that's why uh, we're so dedicated each week, bringing you a segment here from the Voice of the Martyrs. And uh, friends, we encourage you to follow the biblical mandate to pray for those who are being persecuted around our world. Let's check in for our update this week from the Voice of the Martyrs. Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with the story of another real-life Jesus freak. In the mid-16th century, John Bradford is the much-loved pastor of St. Paul's in London. But his beliefs clash with the state church during Queen Mary's reign, so he is arrested. Over two years, Bradford is given repeated opportunities for a complete pardon, if he will deny his faith. He refuses and is sentenced to burn at the stake. Bradford prays, Lord, make me worthy of this. At the stake, he kisses a piece of firewood and warns the crowd, England, repent of your sins. Beware of idolatry. Beware of false teachers. See they don't deceive you. That's a warning we all need to hear. How do you respond to the voice of the martyrs? Go online to persecution.com. And back with you live here on Lighthouse Live, Pastor Mike Douglas with you, along with Elaine Harlan. And Elaine, we've got a couple of opportunities to serve right here in our own area. And just a reminder, friends, if you'd like to find out more about advancing vibrant communities and get connected with opportunities to serve, great website there waiting for you. It's www.vibrantcommunities.org. That's vibrantcommunities.org. And you Click on the little red flashy thingy there. On, that's a technical term, Elaine. <laughs> it is, uh, the isn't red it? flashy thingy. Yeah. And it'll take you to our daily update page, which Elaine uh, updates three or four times a day. Great opportunities there to serve. Also, some great stories about how people have been blessed. For our technical friends and for our non technical friends, we have our list here from the Volunteer Center of the United Way, where the American Cancer Society is getting ready to celebrate their seventh annual celebration fundraiser of sorts, formerly called the Cattle Baron's Ball. That's happening Saturday, August 25th. Make that August 26th. That'll be Saturday at the oh, Fruit Oh, what's one day? <laughs> one day, give or take. Yeah. <laughs> <We'll forget>. <laughs> <laughs> Volunteers are needed. The cattle to... have gone. There what you happened? go. Until the cows come home. Volunteers are needed to assist with setup, decorations, and cleanup, and all of those sorts of needed things, and to just kind of help out at the event. The next volunteer orientation is scheduled for Monday, August 7th at the Doubletree in Modesto. And again, that's for the American Cancer Society. And then the Community Hospital Hope Chest Store, where you can gain retail experience while you volunteer. Flexible volunteer shifts are available here Monday through Saturday between 9 and 6 in Modesto and the Series Store also. And then Monday through Saturday from 9 to 6 and Sunday from 10 to 4 in Oakdale. The Community Hospice Hope Chest, staffed by volunteers, that's a good thing, is a resale thrift shop to support services to clients and families who are facing life-threatening illnesses. And finally, we don't normally do this, but you know, um, the Stanislaw County Department of Animal Services needs volunteers to join the team to support responsible pet ownership. Now, you think about this. Did my heat. dog tell on me again? <laughs> they did. I'll tell you what, you I were gone, it, Pastor it Mike. They did. Those and things I, <laughs> rat on me all the time. You've dogs. had it. <laughs> you know? Know. The foster care volunteers provide a nurturing home for puppies and kittens until they are healthy enough for, for adoption. Now, animals need to be litter boxed 
trained, housebroken, bathes, and, and crate trained, <laughs> and all those things. You won't make comment with that. But some also may need to be bottled. Mine are mentally disturbed. Do they have a psychiatric <laughs> You know, yours are a whole different story. Yeah, I don't know are. if they've written that Were you trying to go not? somewhere with that? <laughs> so the department provides supplies for the animal's care. And this is a great way. I mean, not only working with the animals, but once again, friends, you are connecting with people. And that's what it's about. Those relationships are formed wherever we are uh, in volunteering situations, in our marketplaces. And so we need to keep that in mind. If you have any questions on any of these items, and you probably do, <laughs> call Barbara Borba. <laughs> She's at 209-524-1307, extension 113. Again, 209-524-1307, extension 113. Well, and, and, and your point's well taken, Elaine. You know, there are, there are many types of opportunities that we can have to interact right. with other agencies in the community. And, you know, wherever you fit in, wherever your passion is, mm-hmm. we encourage you to step out the, outside the four walls of your homes and your churches to just make those connections. And uh, God will do some amazing things uh, with them. He will. Now, even. I've been waiting for him to do some amazing <laughs> things with my dogs, but they're just they're just not in getting need it. need of psychiatric care. He's in the business of miracles, but these guys are toughies. Anyway, uh, tell you, you enough know, about the dogs. Enough Go about ahead. the dogs, because you know what? We want to invite everyone to attend a luncheon coming up put on by SEPA, and that stands for Stanislaw Elder Abuse Prevention Alliance. And this is coming up on Thursday, August 24th. It takes place at the Salida Library Community Room from 1130 to 1. They serve lunch, and you can find out all sorts of really good information. Current senior abuse trends within our county, senior long-term care advocates, prevention and protection, and just all sorts of great things. These people really do a good job, and they really do care about this. This is, is well, really that is passion. that is so important. There are so many ways that seniors be, are being affected oh, now. You know, unreal. and sometimes that abuse is is financial abuse. Indeed. You know, uh, their their bank accounts being ripped off, the various types of scams, and as we've encountered with uh, you know our volunteers who've That's been right. out there in the community, a lot of folks are just flat out in the neglected you know and uh, so here's a great opportunity to walk in with your eyes wide open if you're a volunteer that's especially working with the elderly uh, elderly we might encourage you to take advantage of that right and if you'd like to attend this lunch and dear friends please rsvp to area code 209-529-3784 that's 209-529-3784 and you know as pastor mike said we are so excited tonight because spotlighting other agencies uh, is something we often like to do here on lighthouse live and do you realize we now partner with over 80 agencies in you know that's incredible that is unreal and friends this week it is just a thrill uh, to welcome back to lighthouse live uh, our stanislaw county society for handicapped children and adults and with us tonight is program director and longtime friend carol mcfarland welcome carol great to have you here and also the office manager jana barton Thank you, Elaine. So good for you guys to be here. I know you guys are busy because we um, network throughout the day and and uh, we get referrals as we did today, Carol. Yes, we do. Yes, and uh, so I know you guys are very busy. Um, The Society and AVC go back actually a ways. I remember when I first became uh, a volunteer here at AVC, the Society was already in touch with AVC with needs, incredible needs. One of those needs was uh, getting rides to medical appointments. And, uh, right. 
that is a big need here in this community. We have many disabled people who are unable to drive themselves back and forth to the doctor or for grocery shopping. And that's a program that we have. It's a volunteer-based program, and they use their own vehicles, take their own precious moments, and come and take these people to these doctor's appointments or for grocery shopping. And we're talking about people whose health is at risk now Mm -hmm. because they do have a disability of some sort. Many of our clients' disability is actually age-related. It may be that they no longer see well enough to drive a car. Mm -hmm. And they probably don't have the income to access public transportation. So we're really a system of last resort for them to be able to get out and take care of these needs. You know, Elaine, uh, we often have drawn this picture on, on a Sunday morning, you know, when, when a lot of folks are in church. Can you imagine riding in a, in a helicopter or an airplane over the city and taking a look at all the parking lots filled with cars in our churches? And, you know, God has to be looking down and saying, hey, wake up, people. That's right. You know, there are needs in the community. Look at all these cars in the parking lot on Sunday morning. Certainly uh, we can have an impact in, in uh, making a dent in a tremendous need. And, and, and Jana and Carol, right. that, that's a growing need, isn't it? That's yes. Oh, it's hugely growing because as, as more people become disabled by different illnesses or by the age-related things, we have more and more clients calling us, asking for our help with transportation. Mm-hmm. And so we always have a waiting list of people who are needing this transportation and needing this help. One thing where we have an especial need and we're very often unable to meet it is we have dialysis patients in the community. And those dialysis patients are in Turlock, in Modesto, in Ceres. And quite often what happens is they have family, but their family members are working to try to support the household. And they're not able to take these people back and forth for this life-saving treatment. So we're especially looking for people who might be available for that. But that's especially difficult because it's a commitment usually of two or three days a week taking these people to and then waiting the four hours. You know, they can go back home and wait and go back and pick them up. Or run errands or do right, shopping Right, but it's two rides in that day. Yes. So that's especially hard to fill with people. You know, and it's really not that hard to become a volunteer with the society. Because, Carol, do you remember when I walked into that? Yours, your face <laughs> was one of the friendly faces I saw early on. And, and I thought, well, how do we do this? And you sent me to get my, what was it, fingerprinted? Fingerprints, and yeah. take my picture off the post office wall. That's right. I just right. took that down <laughs> right away. Right. <laughs> and it really wasn't that hard to become so a volunteer. And I'll tell you what, you know, our volunteers tell us, and, and it's so true, I know this personally, because when you reach out and personally meet the need of someone else, you get so blessed. You get so much more back you, you than you right. give. You really do. All of our volunteers say that, that their lives are touched and they get so much more from doing this with their clients than what they ever imagined that they would. Well, and, and you know, de- uh, relationships develop there. I know one of oh, uh, yes. one of our volunteers, uh, uh, Lyman, um, oh, uh, yes. driving, and, and, and he forged a relationship with Fern. With Fern. And uh, she passed away, I think, about a year ago now, yes. maybe about nine months ago. Right. And, uh, you know, Lyman was there at, at her uh, memorial, and it was a great celebration it of was. life. You know, because he had invested in her life and a little bit yes. vice versa. 
And, uh, you know, God can do just some wonderful things, but we have to be available and step out. Exactly. And, again, the process is not that difficult. It's no, a little no, fingerprinting, no, and, you know, it's right. all, it's all over. Yeah, it's quick. Quick. We're talking about, about two weeks of time sure. to do DMV check, background check, and get some references. And then we're ready to have those people go. And what is so cool is you guys send out a list with all the appointments and different names and different needs. And the person, the volunteer, can actually choose, they choose. what they can can do within their schedule. I got to choose. Carol, uh, let me take right. this, this uh, lovely lady grocery shopping and to medical appointments. And, and a relationship did develop there. And it was, uh, it was a wonderful experience. It right. Was. It's one of those opportunities where they can do as much or as little as they want. They can take one ride per month or they could take one ride per day. Whatever works for them, whatever time they have available, we're able to utilize. So what would you say to the person sitting at home saying, hey, well, maybe I'll try that. What's the first step to get started? That give our office a call at 524-3536 and just tell us that you're interested in volunteering and we would send that packet out to you immediately because we're so anxious to have new volunteers. Every person who wants to go through the application process, we are so excited to have come on board because we know that we're going to be able to take another client on it and that person is really going to be changing a life. And it doesn't cost the volunteer anything to no, do that? No, it does that. not or cost guys, them any money. You guys pick that up. Right, we take care of any cost that's involved in that. And we regularly uh, inform our volunteers that there is a need there and we refer them that. and send them to yeah, you excellent. because we totally and wholeheartedly believe in the service. And, and we have a waiting list of yes. prospective clients wow. just needing yeah. transportation. Mm-hmm. And well. those dialysis appointments, those yes, are life-saving. Right. huge need. Right. And this is a life or death for yes, these people. It is. They need to go. Right, mm-hmm. and in most cases, we have to say no. We carry five dialysis patients right now that we take regularly back and forth. But right now we're topped out. We don't have anyone else available to do that. And so in any of the other cases where the dialysis centers call us and say this person really has a need, we're not able to step up and meet that need. Right. Carol, you've been with the society for six years. (laughs) Six glorious years. How did the Lord lay this on your heart and and, and maybe share a little bit about how you came to the society? Uh, You know, it, it just, I put, you know, there was an ad in the paper. I applied for the position. And then once I came on board to the society, I was hooked. Um, we just are a safety net to the elderly and disabled in Stanislaus County. I mean, we are the people that help the people that no one else can help. There's no family. There's no friends. There's no money. They just need someone to take them to doctor's appointments, build ramps, do adaptive equipment. We have a free loan closet. One, I think the only free loan closet in Stanislaus County. And inside that loan closet? There's wheelchairs and uh, canes and walkers and shower chairs, which we need donations of those items. Wow. We have a couple volunteers right now that come in on their, you know, precious time and clean those um, uh, donations up, repair them if they need it, and get it out to the community. It's free of charge, completely free. To All the people have to do is call us and say, I need a wheelchair. I can't afford it. And we make sure that they get that wheelchair if we have one available. So we need more wheelchairs. We need volunteers to help tinker with those wheelchairs. <laughs> we love that. Uh, you know, work on those things, clean them, things like that. So um, once you are part of the Society for Handicap, I mean, and you see the need and how appreciative yes. these people are for these basic mm-hmm. needs, mm-hmm. getting to the doctor. Things that I we mean, take for granted. These are I mean, basic yeah. 
going to the grocery store or having mm-hmm. someone go for you and bringing food to you that normally you have no one to do that for you. I mean, and of course our special needs fund, which is very special to me, and that's the the wheelchair ramps and all that. So, and and you also provide some other great services. I mean, my daughter uh, has taken advantage of an opportunity to learn sign language. Yes, we do that offer is. sign language. You know, and there are some just neat things like yes. that that people may not be. That's aware of. one of our programs that we actually charge, um, and that program helps us fund some of the free programs cool. that we have at the society. Yeah, we've been doing sign language for. Over 20 years. Mm-hmm. We did it when uh, Society for Handicap was on Stoddard, and they would have like 50 people. They've been teaching sign language forever. Society <laughs> has quite a history it in this area. It is a very cool history. Well, do you have a schedule for the sign language I do. We will be starting classes in September 18th. It's not far away. And we'll have beginning, intermediate, advanced, advanced two, which this is the first time for that. That's a voice-off class Those for the people that just need to practice with each other. They know mm. sign language, mm-hmm. and we'll have religious signing of a song. Wow. So I encourage people that we only offer religious sign song once a year. So I encourage everyone to take that. It's an eight-week course. We charge $30. So it's really cheap. And well $4 a glass. Anything. And I have to yes. say, your, your instructors are absolutely They're incredible. awesome. They are incredible. They are awesome. That's terrific, So. Dear yeah. friends at home, if that's something you're interested in, we encourage give you to... Give us a call. Yes, give them a call. 209-524-3536. right. Jana, I met you uh, the first time at one of the snowball events. Of course, a oh, big yes, my first fundraiser. Snowball. And that was, uh, that was a, a lot of fun. Because it takes money, doesn't it, to keep the society going? It does take money to keep the society going. As much as we depend on volunteers, we definitely need donations of money because every program even with the home support program, we have volunteers who use their own vehicles and they're using their own time. But many of those volunteers with the high cost of gasoline are needing reimbursement for their mileage. So our costs with that are increasing. Um, with our loan closet, we have the cost of if we have to repair any of the equipment to buy parts and things. So there are costs associated with our problem are programs that we have to take care of. And the only way we can do that is if people donate to our agency to support these things. And they're so important and so vital. And we don't take government funds. We are privately funded. So we really depend on the community to open up their wallets and help us. So you have different different fundraisers throughout the year. You have the Snowball and there's something about um, Um, the Warren Miller movie. movie. The movie. The movie. Right, which we already have scheduled for this year. The Warren Miller movie will be December 2nd at the State theater we'll have three showings of the movie so i you know we'll be uh doing a advertising blitz with that too but it is december 2nd at the state you have opportunities for skiing and all sorts of oh yes we have a a snow skiing um, program as well for the disabled but if i did that i would need your services that's the problem (laughs) you would become disabled i think so well you could go up as a volunteer and come back as a client So that's what you call a win-win uh, no situation, doubt. isn't it? <laughs> that's right. You guys, throughout the years, I know, Carol, your lives, you've seen lives being touched and lives being changed. changed. Do any particular stories come to mind? Because I know you personally have gone out to meet some of these needs that the society has. Well, there's so many people, but, you know, I think right now for me is working with the special needs fund, seeing people that literally cannot get out of their homes, cannot. And we, you know, see that they need a wheelchair ramp and they don't have the money. 
and uh, nobody to help them with that. And knowing that we can help a person literally get out of the house to go to the doctor, to yes, go to the park yes. and, you know, hear a bird, see a bird, you know, literally are homebound, trapped. Um, right now we're working with several clients. One of them um, is in Turlock, and I, we're actually starting a ramp there, thanks to Fred. Yes. And this lady, when I went to talk to her about her need, um, her niece was there as well. She literally said to me, I just want to be able to go to the park once in a while and just see trees. And This is stuff, we're driving by the parks every day in our big rush and bustle. We don't even, we totally take this for granted. Right, she do. just wants to get out. Yes. And she's falling down and hurting herself. And, you know, so this means a lot to me to see that we could actually make one small contribution to another person's life, which is huge for her. It's huge. You know, we see the same thing, Carol, in our day-to-day activities with people here at Advancing Vibrant Communities. Um, We spoke of our projects foreman, John, before he would go out, and as we meet the needs of the people in the community, he literally has seen people, um, and it's usually the elderly, our elderly population, uh, people with handicaps, literally lowering themselves. uh, With ropes. Yes. So just just a, a tremendous need. And so we, too, are very excited about the partnership with Fred Garcia of GMS Metals. Yes. And Fred, would you just move in and say hi to our listeners? And we just want Hello. to welcome you. <laughs> and thank you. Thank you just seems inadequate, really. Thank you for the opportunity. You, You know, this is an interesting history. And, uh, you know, we're we're talking about the community bonding together and working together to make something happen. Because, you know, alone, we're not going to be able to accomplish this. You know, but here's here's the thing where uh, Society for the Handicapped and Advancing Vibrant Communities and Fred uh, and and his dad at GMS Metals and, and volunteers are all getting together and participating in freeing some people being able to get out of their homes. And this was, you know, there are no coincidences in in God's economy. You know, it's all orchestrated. And I think John was... uh, I think looking in in the ads, because we saw a great need. There were people out there that needed some ramps. And I I think he saw an ad or a classified thing or something, Fred, that you Or your picture on the post office wall. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, I was running an ad. You were running an ad, right, for ramps, and and John came down, and and, uh, boy, that that sparked something that was probably bigger than you thought it was going to be, wasn't it? Yeah, I wasn't sure I was going to build them, but... um... When I saw what what John was doing, I knew I could help somehow, and so I went back to the shop and the drawing board and kind of we've been working it out and designing and redesigning and coming up with all kinds of ideas all the time. Different. Well, tell us a little bit about what GMS Metals is and and what you do and how that ties into what we're doing now. Well, we're actually a uh, steel fabricator. We do commercial construction, um, some high-rise, some seismic retrofit, uh, earthquake uh, repairs on buildings, handrails, and different different types of railings, like in staircases and all kind anything made out of metal, just about. And uh, anyway, we've we've always the materials we use. Uh, I'm using a lot of them in in the ramp construction. So I knew when I saw these ramps that were out there, the, made out of wood, that. <laughs> I'd be able to 
do something in steel and hopefully cheaper or, or just as um, good or and stronger. Well, and, and, and sturdier, and they last longer, too, I would imagine. Right, right. and weatherproof. And, <laughs> yeah, and absolutely. These ramps are amazing, and, and like you say, they stand the test of time. And, right. and, and what you're doing, Fred and, and John and, and, and people that are helping you, is you're changing lives. You are absolutely impacting the quality of life for these individuals who formerly could not get out of their homes, and that is just, that's, that's amazing. Well, it's a prayer that's been answered for me. I, I once, uh, a couple of years ago, wanted to help out, and I think it's been answered. Absolutely. Well, let's just frame this very quickly, friends, so you know what uh, what happens in the process here. Uh, you know, we from a variety of different resources, we'll find about uh, a, a person or a, a couple who needs a ramp. And it either can be a utility ramp or a wheelchair ramp. And in the case of the Society for the Handicapped, uh, these are flat-out, up-to-code wheelchair ramps. And it's it's no easy thing to make this thing according to regulations. <laughs> and, you know, uh, there, there are a lot of things that have to be considered. And so what happens basically is, is Fred Garcia and his dad at, at GMS Metals, uh, they fabricate the ramp. And uh, then... Uh, the uh, good folks here, the Society for the Handicapped, have a special fund, and they're able to pay for those materials. And so then the materials are taken out to the side, and volunteers from AVC help put the ramp up. And this literally, I mean, you, you guys, Jana and, and Carol, you're the experts here. If you went out to just purchase, flat-out purchase a wood ramp, from a regular contractor, not giving you a break or anything. I would imagine we're talking what maybe four three, four, five thousand dollars. Right, four. Right. At, least four. At least four thousand dollars. Yes, if you can get the contractor to if actually get him to do it. Remember, right. I called you three years ago, yeah. begging you to help me. A right. good chunk to get of a contractor here. to even yes. go out there to do the estimate. And then once they do it, it's really astronomical. You so know, let, let's say we're looking at saving us. four or $5,000 for a ramp. Yes. And in this case now, GMS Metals can fabricate this, and, and let's say maybe for an average, do you mind me naming the, the price? Is no. that okay? Okay, so say $1,000. Right. You know, and for $1,000, they get the materials, and then the free labor... That's As the volunteers it. Wow. go That's out it. and right. put it up, That's, we're, it's we're saving maybe three, four thousand dollars here, and that is absolutely incredible, a tremendous blessing to the community. Exactly. And for us at the Society for Handicap, that means that we can do not just one ramp in a year, but maybe three. Absolutely. I tell you, it's no wonder we're all so excited about this because the Thank bottom you, line is that you care. You have a passion to reach out and personally meet the needs of these people. And no one loves all the children and all the adults more than our Lord Jesus Christ himself. In fact, Christian singer Matthew West attempts to capture just how much he loves you and me in his song here entitled More on Lighthouse Live. Take a look at the mountain Stretching a mile high Take a look at the ocean Far as your eye can see And think of me Take a look at the desert Do you feel like a grain of sand? I am with you wherever where you go is where I am 
That's Matthew West with the song More on Lighthouse Live with Pastor Mike, Elaine Harlan, and our special guest tonight from the Society for Handicapped and GMS Medals, Mr. Fred Garcia. We just are thrilled that you guys are here. And friends at home, we want to remind you to check out our website here at AVC. You can click on at www.vibrantcommunities.org. That's vibrantcommunities.org. 
org. Check out the daily update link where you can find all of the opportunities and you will see people like Society for Handicapped mentioned on our website because there are incredible needs. And Jana, during the song, during the break there, we were talking about some of the needs that you have and they are ongoing and they're really in a desperate situation, are they not? Right. We are so in need of volunteers and this is a program where if you can drive a car, if you have a valid driver's license and auto insurance, you can change somebody's life by going out and taking them to a doctor's appointment. It's such a small thing for us to get into a car and go to the doctor, but such a big thing for these people who make these appointments. And often they have quite a few appointments because their health is at risk and not to know if they're going to actually be able to make it to that appointment or not. And so to have a volunteer step up and say, I'd be willing to take one person a month to a doctor's appointment is huge for us. I mean, that knows that makes us know that we're going to be able to help one client to take care of a health need mm. or to take them to the grocery store. I, right. It's unbelievable to me how many people cannot go to the grocery store or they might be out trying to walk from their house to a grocery store in the extreme heat and everything and at a long distance and then they try to go down there and buy a few things and walk back home with them and then they probably have to turn around and go back to the store again a day or two later. They really need the help of this community. And it's like Pastor Mike was saying, look at how many cars are on our roads and how many cars people have. And we know that the ability for people to take these people to their appointments or to the grocery store is there. We just need them to contact us. And we'll definitely work within whatever their schedule is. They can work full time, and we can still find somebody for them to take to the grocery store on a Saturday. That's right. So you don't have to be retired or not working for us to be able to use you. Even if you had a day off, like in the middle of the week or something like that, because, I mean, volunteers come in all ages. Right. Interestingly, we have a volunteer who he works full time and every week he has a rotating day off. And we, when he has his day off, he wants a client to take. Mm. He oh, always calls and says, great. he'll say, throw me a bone. Give me something <laughs> here. <laughs> <laughs> and if we don't have a ride for him, he's really disappointed yeah. because he wants to be able to take the clients and he feels so great when he does it. It's such a rewarding thing for him. You know, he's the type of person that really blesses somebody's socks off. Isn't that oh, the, you're isn't, right. Because you, know? you know that if he has the time off, he's going to be there taking someone. And we have another volunteer who also works full time and he works for the county and he'll take special days off at times and just say, okay, I'm going to have this day off next month and I'm taking it off so that I can do something for this society. Wow, so great? give me a client. Yeah. These people are just wonderful, Mm. and they are huge blessings to us and huge blessings to our clients. They are treasures indeed. Now, we've talked about the volunteers. How do you get the people, the clients that you serve, the people who are in need? What's the process there? Getting the clients is very easy because all of the agencies are aware of us, and they refer people over. Or they might (laughs) talk to someone who says that they use us. Mm. I would say that we have an average of 5 to 10 calls a week anyway, at least, of people who need transportation and that they need help with this. So we send them out their packets and then they come back and then they go on the waiting list. And sometimes that waiting list can be two, three, four months if we're not getting volunteers signing volunteers. up. Volunteers. Yeah, volunteers time. are the desperate need. You know, we, we share that. Um, and, and, you know, we, we have such fun in our partnerships together. We, we love you guys and, and we love the relationship that is formed because, again, it's about relationships. That's right. right? Exactly. That's right. And, um, 
I think it's important to note because a lot of people think, well, yeah, but two agencies, aren't you guys like in competition? No, it's oh, not no. like that. It's not like that at all. We're working together. That's right. To serve the community. Well, you know, there are, there are plenty of needs out there. And, and, and again, it's those Definitely. partnerships that make it happen. When we begin to think that we can do it all is when we get into trouble. You know, it's when you're willing to partner with others that it makes such a difference. And again, you know, th- this is just a very unique thing here where we have, you know, a, a faith-based nonprofit and ABC and we have the Society for the Handicapped, a long history yes. here in the county and GMS Medals down in Turlock, Fred and his dad. And uh, yeah, it was just cool to see the way it That's all awesome. comes together. And, you know, friends, for so many years, we've abdicated that role yeah. to government. And, you know, that's not government's job. The government does some things very well, but, you know, taking care of the deepest physical, emotional needs of folks is not what government does best. It's, it's, it's our job. You know, to get out and do this. So here's here's a great opportunity. You know, I'm just thinking right now. Look at the opportunities we've already talked about mm-hmm, today. Yes. You know, if you're just giving people a ride to uh, a grocery store to go shopping, uh, or take them to a doctor's appointment, or the kidney dialysis appointment, or uh, come and and uh, help Big John over here. Uh, you know, oh, yes, uh, put yes. put up a, a, a ramp, ramp right. and uh, you know even help fund. Uh, some of these ramps as well, and, and people have stepped up to the plate and, and done that too. That's right. And, you know, God gives us each special gifts and talents and areas of interest. And, That's right. And so we are to use those. Would you not agree with that, Fred? Because I know in what you do, you have one tremendous talent to go out and, and look at, at what needs to be built, and then you have the vision and the imagination and all of those technical terms that I haven't a clue about. And you put these things together. That That's that's a lot. Yeah, I appreciate having that talent. And I enjoy doing it at the same time. And it's, it's a lot of fun. I know when you and John go out to put these things together, and this has been a learning experience. John tells us about that. John's learned a lot since he's been working and partnering with you. Other people come alongside to do little things like paint the ramp once it's done or other things. So volunteers are needed there as well, right? Yes. You can use a lot of help with with the painting and the... um and the maintenance of it, you know, keep a couple years from now, it's going to get rusty or a couple spots are going to rust and it needs a little maintenance every couple years. You know, and Fred, give us a, a glimpse into what you do. I mean, we're just not taking some metal and slapping it together here. There's a lot of engineering, uh, computer work involved here. Just give us a little sense of what you have to do personally in order to make one of these ramps happen. Well, first of all, I take the measurements and and uh we john's been real instrumental in all that and helping because uh, he's had the experience in the wood and the location of the ramps and the the different requirements for that ramp and then i take it back to the office and put it up on the computer and the autocad and and determine the fall and the slope and and the angle that we need to construct the fabricate the metal and uh and a lot of it has been from that, from the computer. It doesn't tell me everything, but, you know, once we start building it in the shop, I come up with new ideas. And once I we get it out to the field, I come up with even more ideas or simpler ways that we can to make things easier out there. And I'm hoping to get it 
to where we're most of most of the building is done in the shop, and it's just parts and pieces that we're taking out and fitting together with nuts and bolts. You know, friends, if if you have some expertise in putting things together, you have a mechanical knack. We need you desperately Amen. to help with this process. Yes. And, uh, you know, it does help to know how to uh, handle a wrench and a screwdriver. And, and know which one's which. Well, that, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that, that can be very uh, John shaking his head. Don't, he says, no, don't send me any more of those. <laughs> but it, it does help to have a little bit of background. You can be an invaluable resource in helping make this uh, this happen. And, and, and beyond the engineering uh, driving some of that, are the guidelines, you know, for uh, every inch of, of rise, that is, you know, how high the step is. You know, there has to be uh, 12 inches of slope, basically, right, for a, uh, a wheelchair ramp. And then walking ramps are different. I think it's, what, 20 inches uh, per one-inch rise. And it's a complicated thing. So, friends, uh, you just have to appreciate uh, what, what Fred and GMS Metals Absolutely. and Turlock are, do- are doing on their end. To, uh, to bless people. Here. You know what I was thinking, even before that process begins, what about the assessment oh. of the ramp? You, you know, we are in such need of people to join the assessment team. In other words, go out and look at the place, look at, look at the, the, People who are in need, check it out. Um, you know, every, Fred, help me out here. Every, every situation is different, correct? Right. And so, you know, being a part of the assessment process is a huge need as well. I mean, you don't have to know all of these slopes and slants and things like that. But, I mean, if you could go out and assess, Carol, you were going to say? Well, um, I, you know, I do an assessment for need, but I don't know. I'm not a technical person at all. So I do the assessment, realize they need it. Then John goes out and says, yeah, we can do it. And so, you know, we need people that have that technical knowledge. Yes, this can happen because I wouldn't be able to tell out there, do we have enough feet to go? I mean, I don't know, you know, how far we need to go. And these guys do. And I must say that Fred is, he's donating a lot of time here. This is not, he's not getting rich off these ramps by any means. Uh, Quite the opposite. And I really appreciate your heart to help the society and ABC with this. This means a lot, Fred. I mean, this is huge. I appreciate the opportunity. This is huge. (laughs) You know, this is a godsend. It is. It is such a blessing. I just want him to know how much, how big this is. We are so thrilled you guys are here. Carol, Jana, Fred, we've got lots more right after this. Deep needs, deep hurts, spreading far beyond the government's ability to help. Children, single moms and dads, the elderly, disabled, the homeless. Yet, thousands of resources that can meet those needs are sitting right now in the pews and seats of our churches. The challenge? Activating those resources and connecting them with the people in need. We have a proven solution, advancing vibrant communities. We bridge the gap. We connect people and churches with opportunities to serve the needs of their neighbors. Pure, simple, proven effective, advancing vibrant communities. What's our motivation? Jesus' command in Matthew 22:39 to love your neighbor as yourself. The church at large has a biblical mandate to serve the needs of the community. Advancing Vibrant Communities researches those needs, then finds volunteers with the skills and passions to meet those needs. The very first story that Mike told about AVC 
involves serving one of my church members whose needs I could not meet within my own community. And in that moment, God humbled me and asked me to open my heart and really listen. And as I saw the setup of the database, I realized that AVC is a wonderful partner with my own congregation. It helps us be more effective. This organization comes along and says, I'll do a lot of the groundwork and we'll discover the needs. And then those folks in your congregation who desire to be a part and who have these skills can volunteer. AVC partners with over 80 community and government agencies to help meet the needs of the city. We network with organizations like Habitat for Humanity, the American Red Cross, Salvation Army, the Area Agency on Aging, the School District, and the Police Department. Habitat and AVC is a perfect match in that we both have common missions of helping people get out of the four walls of the church, getting out into the community and helping others. AVC serves volunteers by finding ways for them to help others. AVC serves the needy through volunteer efforts with love, grace, mercy, and compassion. AVC serves churches by augmenting efforts to reach out and meet the needs of their neighbors. AVC serves businesses by helping create healthy neighborhoods, by connecting employees with opportunities to volunteer, and by providing opportunities to donate goods and services to legitimate needs in the community. You know, some of us can do donate a little money, some a little time, some one or the other or both. It really touched my heart that these strangers were interested in me and what I needed in my life. You know, it's not only hearing it, but it's seeing them, and it's being there in person and seeing the, the need that they have and hopefully being able to do something about it. I will tell you, as you know, your chief of police in the city of Modesto, we need your help in the community making a difference. Volunteer, I know we can put you to work. And I, I promise you, if you get involved, you'll feel better. You'll be happier. How can we partner with you to meet the needs of our city? We ask you to consider monthly financial support and to help recruit more volunteers. Advancing vibrant communities, faith in action, pure, simple, proven effective, carrying out the biblical mandate to love our neighbors as ourselves. Thank you. And we're back with you on Lighthouse Live. Pastor Mike, Elaine, and our friends at the Society for Handicapped Children and Adults and GMS Medals, Mr. Fred Garcia, joins us as well. You know, the incredible partnership, the working together. I was just listening to our ABC spot there. It is a labor of love. And let's talk about that a little bit because, Fred, we know, and, and we, we spoke just a few moments ago, you're not getting rich off these ramps. I mean, you know. Not yet. (laughs) (laughs) Another question I had earlier is how long does it take from maybe start to finish? And we may just put Mr. John on the spot if he wants to scoot up to the microphone and join in with you there. Fred, how long does it take? Go ahead and... and, uh... Um, Well, it started out, the first one took, um, what, three days? It wasn't full day because of the heat. Yeah. Move in just a little bit. Jim. Because of the heat. Yes. You we guys were, are out there. It, I mean, even last week when we were having incredible temperatures, you guys were out there working. 
Yeah, we're hoping for uh, a ramp a day for right now. (laughs) (laughs) A ramp a day keeps all those problems. Yeah, right now this one will probably take two days. And we have a waiting list, don't we, John? It hasn't been full eight-hour days either, so, yeah, we've been dealing a lot with the heat, and that's been restricting us and the length of our breaks are longer and the length of our work time is shorter. <laughs> Too many trips to the drinking fountain. Well, but that's required, John, and that's that's a good thing. <laughs> we understand you don't give Fred many breaks. <laughs> we 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 uh, really are focusing and and on being able to encourage uh uh, people to really step up to the plate with these uh, uh, utility ramps and wheelchair ramps or whatever that you want to call them, whatever they're going to be applicable to any situation. But main thing is that we would like people to, to recognize the need uh, for people who absolutely cannot get out of their home, who are restricted, who are captive in their house, how horrible that would be if you just stop and think, oh, I couldn't get out of my house to go do anything, go to the grocery store, mm-hmm. just go out, sit in the backyard, have a cup of coffee, watch the birds, listen to the sounds outside of my home, right. and I can't get out because I either don't have the money, the facilities, or know anybody that would even be able to help me. Maybe no uh, family, no friends, no neighbors. What a blessing this is, and for Handicap Society, to, to be so willing to step up to the plate yeah. and start to negotiate this. Uh, we are so encouraged and so overwhelmed. Uh, we lift this up because we're faith-based at AVC to Jesus Christ. We give him the praise yes. and the glory, yes. and we just ask for people to just stop for a moment and think, what could I do or how could I be available to a situation like this and all the other given things that uh, that the handicapped society have for the needs for rides and just taking care of people. But uh, we are blessed to have Fred and his dad, Larry, yes. Uh, yes, so, conscious, mm-hmm. so conscious, so conscious. All the people around and all these years, and someone wants to step up and do something and has the ability and the knowledge and the engineering, how marvelous that is. Amen. Amen. I tell you what, nobody's more passionate than John Engel himself. And, you know, I have to wonder, we talk about, you know, the, the broadcast footprint of this goes literally uh, around the world. We've been talking about our need here. I just wonder, do you guys hear of other communities elsewhere that has the needs that we have here in regards to wheelchair ramps and doctor appointments and things like that? Uh-huh. Jana, Carol? I haven't heard a lot, but I'm certain the need is there. Periodically, we will get a call from someone who may be in Stockton or um, just outside of our service area because we only cover Stanislaus County, and we can't help those people who are out of our area. We do get calls from people in Stockton, for instance, needing um, wheelchairs and walkers and things Mm -hmm. like that. Right, the equipment. Right. Can you imagine the temperature of, of, of... of the spirit, the spiritual climate, how it could change if the body of Christ would work together to reach out and personally meet these needs, no matter where they live. Right. I mean, it's just amazing what can be right. done when we utilize those God-given talents that we've been given and just, just allow that passion and allow what he's placed in our hearts to do. And, Carol, you just brim over, you're overflowing with it. And, and I just, and John and, and, and many pajana people like you, Fred, is just inspiring to see that happen. Well, and, and I think, friends, too, we want to encourage you, wherever you are, 
listening to this around the country, around the world, if you have something to bring to the table, you know, Fred had a business, yes. the deals in metal, and there was a need for a wheelchair ramp, and he took the initiative to figure out, how can I participate in this? You know, the Society for the Handicapped had a fund that uh, they, and, and we can't do that, and, you know, with our 501c3 status, we cannot do that, but you folks can because of the way that uh, you're constructed there legally, and uh, so er- everybody has a little part, you know, it's the body of Christ working together uh, to make this happen. So our challenge to you is no matter where you're listening, you know, there are some tremendous needs in your community, and you may not be able to complete the whole job yourself, but I challenge you to figure out what you can do, what part you can play to uh, to uh, come to a conclusion here and to be able to reach out and love your neighbor as yourself and maybe partner with another person or another agency to make some of these important community needs come uh, come to fruition. And you may start out little. Take little bite-sized pieces at a time, if you will. You see a person carrying in their groceries, help them out. That's a beginning, That's right. isn't it? That sure and you, is. And you never know what's around the corner. And a lot of lonely do. people. You know, oh. I, I would imagine, you know, wherever you are, I, I can almost bet you that within two or three blocks, there are some very lonely people right. uh, in your neighborhood. And, and unfortunately, uh, uh, ladies, there are a lot of folks whose families have abandoned them. Yes. And sometimes... Yes. There's some somewhat good reasons for that, but a lot of times there aren't good reasons. And uh, there's some just very lonely people who could really benefit from a, a neighbor just dropping by and reaching out. That's Once in right. a while, exactly. right? That's right. Yes. Just, That's right. And a good yes. portion of our society home support program, that giving the transportation, is companionship. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. yes, the ride is w- what we're doing. But, you know, the volunteer is providing uh, companionship to that client who, who is lonely and, you know, just wants someone to talk to them. It's it's so important, so valuable. It means so much more than that, doesn't it, Jana? Oh, yes. It's it's. It's definitely a relationship, and for that client to know that someone cares about them and cares enough to come and take them where they need to go. And periodically, one of the volunteers will take the client, and they may go and do lunch, you know. Mm -hmm. So it becomes more than just a business type of relationship. It's really a team effort with the client allowing that volunteer to be able to give something and that volunteer to be able to get that feeling that, you know, they've given something and that good feeling that comes back from that through that client. And I'm just fortunate enough to be in the middle where I get the good feelings from both sides. <laughs> I get to hear the thankfulness from everybody. Yes. You get the feedback from both, exactly. Uh, both sides. Exactly. Exactly. I'm very fortunate. Again, you ladies want to give out the uh, contact information. Our time is too short, but the phone number once again is? It's 209-524-3536. 209-524-3536. Carol McFarland, Jana Barton, Fred Garcia. All of you listening in at home, thank you so much for being a part of Lighthouse Live. Have a great week, and uh, friends at home, listen again next time. And until then, may God continue to bless you.